Ah, good morning. It's good to see you all this morning. It's a, it's a beautiful day indeed. And welcome to all of you and welcome to those who are visiting with us today. It's a, it's a joyous day to come together in the name of, of our love for God and certainly God's love for us. It is the 12th Sunday in the season of Pentecost, and we are rapidly coming to the close of summer. It's hard to believe, but I think a lot of people are probably relieved that we're coming to the close of summer after the hot days we've had. Um, we have decided to start printing the News for the Pews again and making them available to those of you who want a, um, a hard copy of it, and those are located in the, uh, the table off to the right there in the Narthic. So if you need one, feel free to take it and, and uh, take it home with you. The QR code was an interesting experiment. This doesn't seem to work very well in this context. So we're, we're going back to the, uh, the printed page. Um, in the news for the pews, you'll note that there is a farewell and Godspeed for Guy and Susie Beale, um, who are transitioning away from um, Lutheran Church of Reconciliation to attend a, a congregation closer to where they live, which is uh, down at uh, Trinity Landing. So um, next week we will, we will say a very special grace and welcome or, or farewell and Godspeed for them, and we invite you all to participate in that. Also next week will be the occasion when we have the preschool come in, and we have a, a chance to bless our teachers and the staff, um, and I've invited the, the families from the preschool to come as well. So it might uh, end up being a, a very festive Sunday next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this coming year of, of preschool and all of the life that, that uh, those young people bring into the halls of this institution. Um, if you do not go to the, um, the fellowship time following worship, uh, shame on you. No, no. <laughs> but if you do, when you do exit, go through the, the ministry center because I want, I want you to see the change over there. We, we, uh, Jim and AJ and I came out Friday and we pulled out the, all of the stuff that was behind those dividers. And there was a lot of stuff behind those dividers. And cleaned it up so that we could start to utilize the stage uh, more frequently. And so we put up part of the stage to use in preschool uh, and then also Sunday school when we start that in September. But take a look at it. And, uh, and, and you can give a round of applause if you'd like to because it's really quite beautiful. I will tell you that wh whoever had the idea of putting a stage like that in this place was brilliant. It is really, really a nice stage. And, uh, and Diana and I, our, our uh, creative juices are just running all over the place now. So um, CPR training, uh, you saw the, the clipboard that was passed through the, the, the pews. If you are interested in being trained for CPR or uh, the use of our AED ma uh, machine, there still uh, is time to sign up for that. So there's four clipboards floating around here somewhere. So please find one and sign it if you, if you want to be a part of that. Um, there are lots and lots of things happening, and I'm not going to belabor, but these are available to you in the, in the narthex following worship. Please pick one up. Let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God. Let us stand together as an assembly as we turn to the baptismal font where we come before our God and receive God's promise of forgiveness as we confess our sins 
before God and one another. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
God of all people, your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you. Teach us as disciples of your Son to love the world with compassion and consistency, that your name may be known throughout the earth through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. As the assembly is seated, let us continue with the reading of God's word from Scripture. The first reading is from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right. For soon my salvation will come and my deliverance will be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants. All who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the outcast of Israel, I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Let us join together as we sing Psalm 67 responsively. May God be merciful to us and bless us. May the light of God's face shine upon us. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide all the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has brought forth its increase. God, our own God, has blessed us. May God give us blessing. And may all the ends of the earth stand in awe. The second reading is from Romans. Paul writes, I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were once disobedient to God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience so that he may be merciful to all. Word of God, word of life. according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Every now and then it's important to reorient our perspective, to regain clarity. A reset of my perspective is often vital to helping me see my life and the world in which I live in a fresh and renewing way. This picture is one taken from NASA's Mars rover from the planet of Mars, sent there to explore that red planet relatively 140 million miles away. Earth, as you can see, appears like a dust speck against the, the dark vastness of universal space. It's daunting, really. It's also humbling, isn't it? In the day-to-day -day challenges down here on the ground of aging bodies and belabored traffic on the roadways and controversies in public and, pol and political life, concerns over decline in religious life, worries about the next generation, backing away from all of that for a new perspective can be, as I said, relieving and helpful. Put up the next slide, please. Getting in closer to this colorful orb upon which we live, one begins to wonder what are the possibilities, you know, on something as beautiful as that. I'm reminded of the Julie Gold song sung by Bette Midler, From a Distance. Do you know it? From a distance, the world looks blue and green, and the snow-capped mountains white. From a distance, the ocean meets the stream, and the eagle takes to flight, and goes on to paint a, a picture, a colorful picture of what, looking at the earth from a distance, might ex one expect to find there as you gaze in on that beautiful blue and brown and green orb. From a distance, the song writes, there is harmony, and it echoes through the land. It's the voice of hope. It's the voice of peace. It's the voice of everyone. The reality is that when you get onto the planet, there is all of that, hope, peace, the voice of all of us in chorus, but there's also a whole lot of ugliness, isn't there? That's why the reading, I think, from Matthew has such poignance for us in our worship today. It's really an eye-popping perspective on Jesus that we may not have seen coming, but there it is, hidden in plain sight. And so if we truly believe, which our creeds declare, that Jesus was equally divine and human, then it stands to reason that Jesus would have been a product of his day as human. He laughed, he cried, he ate, he slept, he worked, he played. Jesus would have also been shaped by the culture in which he lived, as all humans are. The culture which taught him to be a Jewish man in the first 
millennium Palestine. Women in Jesus' day, and especially foreign women, were considered less than men. Women were not granted the, the dignity and respect that one would otherwise expect for a man. This is the culture in which Jesus was raised and taught. And so when the disciples outwardly complained to Jesus about this, this Canaanite woman who relentlessly implores Jesus to heal her, specifically the demon-tormented daughter, we moderns get some insight into the dynamics of the day when Jesus essentially insults this woman. Now stay with me. The short of it is that Jesus compares the woman to a dog. Dogs in those days were rarely domesticated and surely were not the beloved pets that we understand them to be and take pictures of and, and show off when we're in good company from our cell phones. There was no concept of something like Jordan River Veterinary Hospital. No, dogs were no more than animals, tolerated nuisances, in fact, along the lines of rats. So for Jesus to say what he did to the woman, while perhaps not unreasonable given the, the cultural arrangement of men having authority over women, knowing Jesus insulted her seems contrary to the, the Jesus that we know, right? Would you have anticipated that from Jesus? But insult her he does. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, is what he says to her. She says, help me, Lord. And he answers, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. My goodness, it seems awfully dismissive, right? Here's one backing away to gain a, a new perspective like looking at Earth from Mars can help. Because if we truly believe Jesus is co-equally divine and human, then as human, Jesus would be like any of us and open to the potential of not only learning from our environment and the surroundings and the things that we're taught, but we would, Jesus would, like us, be open to a change of perspective given new information, new knowledge. The woman, remarkably, without hesitation, even being the target of what's no less than misogynistic quip, meets it head on, in stride, with her honest desperation on behalf of her tormented daughter. Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. A remarkable line if you really think about it. And something in what she said triggered something in Jesus in that moment. You can almost see Jesus stop in his tracks. And if he hadn't had eye contact with her to that point, you imagine him turning his head ever so gently and looking at her as she knelt before him. with newly emerging understanding of his mission, of his calling, of why it is he is there in that place at that time on this beautiful planet, just a speck of dust in the universe. This is a pivotal moment in the Gospels. It's, it's here when Jesus, understanding himself, of course, to be the, the messianic figure in the Jewish tradition where role, his role is to, to reinstate the, the great history of Israel to be a light to the nations, not militaristically, but in terms of the way they serve God, a light to the nations, suddenly with this non-Jewish woman on her knees, Jesus now sees differently. Woman, great is your faith. Wow. Let it be done for your daughter as you wish. If Jesus can pivot in that moment, when 
For Matthew, the gospel is available to not just the people of Israel, but suddenly without reservation to the whole world. And like Jesus, we need to see every individual, every human being as worthy of receiving mercy, forgiveness, healing, and love. We tend to get caught up in the notion that religion and nationality is proprietary. Some are in, some are out. And from a distance, we find that there are no barriers, no borders, no limits. Jesus, in this encounter with the Canaanite woman, opened the gospel to be acceptable to all. Indeed, open to just plain old human decency, kindness extended to the other to be something all people are worthy to experience, to receive and to give kindness. What I find intriguing in this gospel story is that the woman was not required to espouse a statement of doctrine. Jesus didn't turn to her and say, I want you to pledge your faith or your allegiance or, or to make a purchase to, to, to make sure that this all sticks or anything required of her, but simply in what she said. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Essentially, you, Jesus, have what I need. And God bless her, she wasn't about to go away until she got it. What if you and I were to live our lives from this moment on as if in our relationships with others and our activities on this beautiful planet that we choose to experience a perspective like from a distance. No limiting parameters, no impossible labeling, no restrictive barriers like race or belief systems or gender and the like, but just people occupying this beautiful space. From a distance, none of what we otherwise choose to impose on this planet can be seen. Why does that need to be any different up close? Jesus opens the way for us to experience life and living from the perspective of enormous possibility, even new to him, Matthew points out. Even what, ought, what amounts to speck of dust against the backdrop of the universe, Jesus extends the opportunity for us to know and to experience ourselves as so much more. Won't you recommit this day to participating in advancing the possibilities of love and loving and, and peace as from a distance by our efforts to do as Jesus Christ himself would do, to come down onto this beautiful planet and to participate in the beauty that is creation. Let's allow the words of the Canaanite woman to be our, our own words, today and always. Lord, help me. Would you repeat that phrase with me? Lord, help me. It's that simple. Amen.
confess the faith into which we were baptized. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come and judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us offer our prayers for the church, those in need, and all creation. O oh God, your spirit gathers the church, shepherds those who are newly baptized and newly ordained in the proclamation of the gospel, breathes life into ecumenical and interreligious endeavors, and support missionaries throughout the globe. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You created the earth and all its inhabitants and declared it good. Clean, polluted skies, seas, and soil provide nourishment to plants and animals and make us aware of our impact on the environment. Hear us, O Lord. Your mercy is great. You called leaders to bridge the differences and practice generosity. Inspire all in authority to protect people in harm's way, deliver those in bondage, support fair elections, provide care for military personnel and veterans, and show mercy to those for whom we are responsible. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You provide for those who suffer in body, mind, and spirit. Embrace people who have been rejected because of difference, heal trauma caused by racism or prejudice. Shield any who are persecuted, console the dying, heal the sick, especially those on our prayer list, as well as those we name aloud or in the quiet of our thoughts. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is O God, you journey with us in all of life's transformations. Guide those preparing for baptism, marriage, and retirement. Guide our church council and committees in their visions of ministry. Safeguard those who travel. Hear us, O oh God. We give you thanks for those who now rest from their labors, motivate us by their love for dedication of the gospel until that day when we join them in our eternal home. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Into your hands, O God, we commend all for whom we pray. In the name of the one who reconciled all creation to himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. 
and also with you. Let us turn to one another as we share the peace of Christ. And if you would like to share the peace with those at home, turn to the camera that's red. With you. You are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your generosity in us that the world may be fed with your love through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks for the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through our Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. 
And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Receive the life-giving love of God in the sacrament. Thanks be to God.
We thank you, gracious God, for the refreshment we have received at your banquet table. Send us now to spread your generosity unto the world through the, through the one who is our dearest treasure, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The God who calls across the cosmos and speaks the smallest seed, bless, keep, and sustain you now and to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. One quick announcement before we send you into mission. We have a committee that's going to revise the bylaws and the Constitution. We will meet Wednesday at 6.30. Those that are interested in joining the group, let me know as the chairman of the group. Uh, otherwise, we're going to try to keep the group fairly small. It's sort of like herding cats when you talk about <laughs> changes in the bylaws, so please let me know. Go in peace. Share the harvest. Thanks be to God.